0: Fine, you can do that as well. That's a free cash bonus for making your deposit. Use promo code ZABE to claim the offer. Bet, win, and most importantly, get paid with my bookie today. Today on the ZABEcast, it's my easy-like Sunday morning episode with longtime Washington, D.C. radio partner and really older Jewish brother, Andy Poland. Just me and Andy in the Zabecast Landjet in an empty, former Bagel City parking lot, Rockville, Maryland, sister city, to Pinneburg, Germany, talking sports and life and a bunch of other stuff. Today we talk about the stunning UNC upset at Duke on Coach K's farewell night, the Coach K legacy, some insane rules in sports that actually once existed, whether co-championships are a thing, Plus the NFL Combine and a bunch of other stuff I've already yeah. forgotten. So sit back and enjoy. Well, I'm, easy. I'm
1: easy like Sunday
0: morning. Okay, very good. Alright. Humid this morning, huh?
1: Yeah, well it's supposed to be 80 tomorrow.
0: 80 tomorrow. What are you gonna do on an 80 degree Monday? Work. Take a bike ride? Nah I, don't no? think so.
1: nah, I mean, bike rides during the week are, are kind of tough because they, you know, it takes a lot of time. Uh, plus, it takes time to prep the bike. You know, you got to pump the tires. You got to take it out from downstairs. Yeah. You got to take it out. We're now
0: know. at four minutes and 18 seconds.
1: Yeah, I mean, look, it, it it's, it's... It takes a lot of time. It's more difficult. Listen to you, it, it, excuse-making bitch. I mean, look, I do, I work out at the gym every morning. So, I know, you
0: know, I know, that's good. I, I'm, I'm worried that after your crash, you have now gotten a bit skitterish. No, no, no. To I, get on the bike. Well, to me saying, oh, it's so much work.
1: Well, let me tell you this. I, I rarely ride alone. Because of that, so uh, right. So the partner that I ride with, he works during the week and works a more normal schedule. Is so that just-
0: Warren? No, no. That's what, one the infamous <laughs> no, Warren from no. the gym.
1: Warren Warren um I think he's living in San Diego full time now. I don't I, yeah, I have okay. seen him in a long time. All right. uh, yeah. So the
0: guy you normally ride with, you need a riding partner. I have one.
1: Yeah. Okay. But it's on Saturday. No, he's he's about my age. We both talk about the time when we're not working anymore and we'll do this more often, but no. Uh, okay. Yeah. All
0: right. So for now, so Monday despite it being 80 now. But probably not. Okay, yeah. fair enough. Uh, we're easy like Sunday morning here. It's a humid 64-degree morning uh, in the DMV on the Sunday, final Sunday of the regular season in college basketball. And last night, Andy, Duke went out a loser at Cameron Indoor in Coach K's last game. As I said on Twitter, I go, is it wrong of me to say <laughs> – I want more shots of crying Dukey fans. <laughs> I'm like, pumping it into my veins. It was so good. The director obviously was doing his job. Show the scene. Right. Show the emotion. The fans were devastated, right?
1: Mm-hmm. But An odd mixing of fans. Jerry Seinfeld sitting next to Adam Silver? No, I didn't see that. Oh, yeah. Then lots of shots of that. And now Silver's a graduate of Duke. I'm not sure what Seinfeld is. He was wearing a Duke sweatshirt. Um, but they were, they were multiple shots of them. And uh, Ken Zhao, who's uh, in the uh, Ken Jong, Ken Jong, that's yes. the one. he's, he's Mr.
0: Chow uh, from guess, The Hangover.
1: Yeah, I guess he went to Duke. He must. Okay, she yes, he was there. But
0: why? Because he's Asian and smart. Fucking racist stereotyping. No, he was wearing <laughs>
1: Duke gear and rooting for Duke. I'm just kidding, man. Wow.
0: I'm just kidding. Wow. I know. Uh, by the way, they had a shot I saw of about five or six Duke female. Coeds, eds mm-hmm. and they were hot as shit and i said that has to be the six hottest women <laughs> at duke because they're not known duke for hot co-eds it's not florida state in other
1: words well jay billis married his wife met her at duke and she's lovely wife attractive. but,
0: but yeah. not a sideline smoke show like you got to be super smart to get into duke oh yeah it's highly competitive
1: oh yeah yeah absolutely so did jeremy want to get into duke no, and he wasn't going to get it to do okay. it. Okay, so he didn't have he, delusions he, of it. Well, when he was eight, he wanted to play for Coach K. Yeah, <laughs> of course. <laughs> but but <laughs> as as he moved up the basketball chain, that that sort of became unlikely. About you know twelve or thirteen, you know,
0: Jeremy showed certain promise, <laughs> but we we don't really need many Jewish slow well, point uh, guards. Actually,
1: he had John Shire, who was that's uh, true. Uh, Tribe member, yeah, and and uh, he's, he's taken over. He- I,
0: I did enjoy playing the game of pick the dookies out of the crowd. There was apparently like 90-some-odd mm-hmm. ex-players who were there. And Brand so it's like, Hill. yeah, you're like, oh, Elton Brand. Oh, Shane Battier. Right. Oh, so-and-so. And you're, you're kind of picking them out, which was JJ, cool. JJ Redick. Yep. Right. They all See, made there. So I watched the game at the Barstool Sportsbook at Charlestown oh, really? Hollywood Casino. Oh, huh. really? With my boy, Wanna Count Rhodes, mm-hmm. and his buddies, uh, Mild Jim West, and Kyle. And so I didn't really lock into the game. It was glance up at the no. big screen, talk, 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 glance
1: up, laugh. You know, we were rooting on Carolina, of course. Yeah, well, uh, look, they got, they got beat. And they got beat by five guys because Hubert Davis didn't make a substitution in the second half. And Carolina was tougher this mountain man from Oklahoma with the beard down oh, to the his navel what? was was knocking down threes. That's a great character in college basketball. Yeah. I love those guys. Yeah, and and uh, and so here's you know Duke preaching toughness. You know, tough. They got out tough. They got out worked and out hustled by a team that did not substitute. And most disappointing to me, I'm not a Duke hater and I'm not a Coach K hater. But after the game, they had this big, elaborate ceremony set up, and they had you know chairs, chairs set up yeah. for everybody, and, and all the players stayed. In fact, it, well, I don't think anybody left the stands except for right. maybe Adam Silver and Seinfeld. <laughs> uh, but but uh, they stayed, and I, I think this was not scripted because Krzyzewski gave a, a long speech later. But he came out and he said, uh, "This is unacceptable." And people start to do no, 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 and he and he shut them up. Don't cheer. This is this is unacceptable. What happened this afternoon? But the season's not over. And then everybody, everybody cheered, and then they and- went. Through the whole thing, yeah. And your tweet was, "Hey, no, no mention of of Carolina. How they were tougher than they were down the stretch. Are Aren't you, you supposed to recognize your opponent when n- you get beat? Not your blood rival. Well, still, it, you, that's
0: what the, this rivalry is about.
1: Well, I don't, I don't understand that. You live down there, so maybe you get it better than I do. But that I'm was, not saying I, like, I
0: agree, but that's how it is. You know that when uh, Kay played his last game at the Dean Dome mm-hmm. this year, there was no. Pomp and circumstance at right, all. Right. No ceremony. It was like, oh,
1: it's your last game. Great. Yeah. See you, asshole. <laughs> We're rivals. <laughs> and they smoked them. They they won big at, at Duke at, crushed yeah. Carolina, yes. Right, right. So this game they and uh and I thought that was, you know, I thought that Ed Low class. And then if you look at the handshake line, he does the blow by by Hubert Davis, just no, you know It wasn't K though. Yeah. K didn't uh
0: K didn't blow by Hubert Davis, who is an assistant.
1: Well, whatever it was, I think they did shake hands, but it was like Shevsky was looking the other way.
0: Oh, you're right. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 Huber Davis handshake was a Belichickian drive through, right? And then there was. An assistant for Duke that shined Hubert Davis, and Davis did the whole awkward. Mm-hmm. Hey, wait, was we were supposed to shake yeah. hands there?
1: Yeah. Right, right. I mean, even Seth Greenberg, and and there's a code. You don't criticize Coach K if you've coached before, and he didn't criticize Coach K, but he criticized the Duke program for the way they treated the Carolina coaching staff. Oh, really? Yeah. Look at your tweet after the game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The, the, the whole uh, the story to me was the post game and the ungraciousness. Of the great Coach K. That's a carefully polished image, and uh, everybody bows at his altar. Yeah. And, and look, he's had an incredible program. He's probably the greatest coach who ever coached, but he ain't perfect.
0: No, I know that. And and I, I went through this on Friday on my morning show. I said, look, I don't hate Coach K, and I recognize what he did is amazing, that every major program fell into the ditch at some point and had to crawl out of the mud. Kentucky had to do it. Carolina had to do it. Uh, pretty yeah. much everybody's been there, not Duke, right? And that's amazing that he's been able to do that. He's the Nick
1: Saban of college basketball. Well, he he his program was actually pretty good when he took it over. You got to remember that, like he wasn't taking over like a four win program. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. The the uh, the coach um, uh, I'm blanking on his name, but he, yeah, but he he had taken them to the championship game in 1978. And, okay. he, and he left two years later, and this is in this ACC special that's been running on uh, the ACC network, because whatever he did, he wasn't... Bill a, Foster. Bill Foster. Yeah. He, a, a, whatever Bill Foster did, had a 638 win percentage. Right. He was good, and and he, he just knew no matter what he did, he wasn't going to be Dean. Like, everybody's bowed at Dean's... You know, alter, and he was not going to measure up. So he said, "The hell with this," and he left. And Shishovsky took over a program that still had Gene Banks, who was a great player right. in college and had a good pro career. I mean, they had some, they had some talent, and he didn't do well his first couple of years. And it wasn't until he brought in the Allery Dawkins Billis class, that right? They, and they even those guys weren't winners their first year.
0: Yeah. Uh, let's see, from '73 to '74, that'd be one year. Neil McGeechee had a three eighty five win percentage out. Then Bill Foster from seventy four to eighty, six years, six thirty eight. Shashevsky's record, and this is how it's listed on Wikipedia, nineteen eighty to present, seven eighty eight win percentage. He's been
1: great. Yeah.
0: But then there's one more entry, nineteen ninety five asterisk, Pete Gaudet, yeah. two eleven yeah. win oh, percentage. He had a bad the, problem. the Allegedly, well, I,
1: I, I'm not buying that he he just bowed out because the team stunk. I'm not going to buy that. Really, I'm not buying that. No,
0: interesting. I'm not. How about when Coach K said, "I want those losses taken off my record." Remember that? That's not gracious.
1: <laughs> of course not. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, look, uh, there, there there's other stories. Like for example, uh, there was a uh, an AAU team in DC called DC Assault, coached by Curtis Malone. Okay, and Gary Williams said, "Stay away from him. We're not touching him." and who's him curtis malone and touching
0: him he's the coach though you're not recruiting curtis malone but you're recruiting his
1: players okay right so as, you're not going to associate yeah, with curtis right. malone dc
0: assault right. okay he told hey. coach k stay away
1: no no Sh- gary told his assistants in oh. maryland don't ch- recruit from curtis malone's okay fair team. enough sheshevsky brought in at least two that i know of nate james and uh, nolan smith And then Curtis Malone was arrested for cocaine trafficking. And Shashevsky goes, I had no idea. Shocked. Yeah. I had no idea. And Gary.
0: Gary's like, No, I fucking told you. Yeah. Stay away from this guy. But that's, you know, Coach K. And and over the years, there have been a number of recruits that have been seemingly surefire violations of the NCAA. Mm -hmm. Like Chris Duhon's mom got this cush job at the university right when Duhan landed as a recruit. And people are like, whoa, what's going on here? The Zion Williamson Mm -hmm. recruiting stuff that went to trial because he stiffed his agents along the way is very damning. Yet Duke never got so much as clipped
1: by the NCAA. Why is that? I don't know. Well, because it's it's the way the, the wheels turn in college basketball, and that's why when Carmelo Anthony signed with Syracuse a couple of weeks later, his m- mom was driving a new Escalade. So.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but it was almost like Duke was too big to fail. Yeah. Like the whole ethos of college basketball would be shaken if they somehow whacked Duke, mm-hmm. like you're cheating as well. Now, when Carolina cheated so badly with their academics, oh. they got a... Yeah. Slap on the wrist. Well, it
1: was more than just basketball, too. Oh, guys. it was
0: basketball, football. Yeah. It was systemic, but the NCAA didn't have the appetite to really give them. Yep. A harsh penalty. And,
1: and you know what Gary Williams said about that? He said when they got clipped at Maryland, not on his watch, but for what happened under Bob Wade, the school... With you, Len Bias? No, it wasn't It was post-Len, Post-Len Bias. Post-Len Bias,
0: the NCAA crawled up Maryland's ass right. to really make sure they were complying well, with everything, right? Yeah,
1: well, Bob Wade was running the program, and they had a recruit named Rudy Archer. And they drove him to class, or he was on actually on the team, which is technically a violation. The NCAA comes in to ask about that. Not that it was a big deal, but Bob Way lied about it. So they went boom. They said, and that and unbelievable. <laughs> they they, they uh, drove a guy to class, right. and got whacked uh, for it. Big that they couldn't po- be in any postseason <laughs> tournaments or on television for two years. <laughs> to class, and, and, and Gary driving to him a strip club or something. Uh, and here's what Gary said. He said Carolina hired outside attorneys to handle that. Maryland used their own people and, you know. They got rolled. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that said, they're all going, Andy. Kay is going. Yep. Dean's long gone. Mm-hmm. Roy's on a porch sipping lemonade. Gary's playing golf every day. Bob Knight is in declining health. Calhoun, Dimeback Calhoun, mm-hmm. gone. Mm-hmm. Coach Thompson, super sky point to him. Mm-hmm. Loot, super sky point Tark, Beheim's one of the last vintage 80s-relevant college basketball coaches still hanging on.
1: Well, Patino is, too.
0: And Patino, which, let's get to Patino for a second. (laughs) So I asked my Maryland-loving buddy, One Account, last night over Wings and Beers, I said, how do you feel that Patino, who would have been an embarrassing reach to hire by your school, Maryland, Pre
1: turned you down? Nah, not necessarily turned you down. That, you gotta, you gotta look further than this. Is the dance? Yeah. Oh, so the dance has begun. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. I mean, he he may he may hear his name out there in the wind that people want him, and then there's a report. Uh, I guess the junkies had it that he's their top choice, right? But but he may not be, and this is the way to you know, kinda wet the whistle. And yeah. <laughs> it, it, so
0: it's not over. Even though no. Rick Patino put out a tweet saying, I respect Maryland, Man. great program. I am honored that people would even consider me for it, but I am not interested. In it. I'm the coach he, of the Iona Gales.
1: He was saving before saving. He denied he was leaving <laughs> two days before he would leave. And you know, frankly, with the way college basketball all sports in college work now, where cheating is not cheating anymore, I'd bring him in. You know it's, so
0: you would take him
1: I, in a second. what if you don't
0: get him though and that denial is really true or that turning down? That's to me embarrassing that you as a university can't even get a Rick Patino
1: well it's a it's a program that's <laughs> right now barely breathing it's it's right. it's not I mean they've played well in the last couple of weeks, but it's it's not well one thing is not it's not an ACC job anymore. And when yeah. they were in the ACC, they were probably third in the pecking order behind Duke and Carolina. They're middle of the pack in the in the Big Ten. They're not a, you know, certainly in football, they're an also- They're ramp. just an odd fit. Yeah.
0: It just doesn't, like after how many years has been now? Ten years in the Big Ten? Sounds like it. Yeah. Okay. Do you feel like you're Big Ten? No. Two kids that went to Big Ten schools, Indiana and Wisconsin. Well,
1: they, they were happy to do that, and one of them went, and football was the big deal for right. Samantha, Wisconsin. Basketball, unfortunately, is floundering at Indiana, but that, <laughs> that was his big thing, and he loved that. that right. They were good until his last two years there. Um, but, uh, yeah, it, it, it does not seem right, and watching Duke and Carolina last night, there's a pang of, gee, yeah. I remember the days when they used to compete against these two schools, and it was great. So I mentioned huh?
0: all these Titan coaches, and... It's like, uh, are we now entering the era of the colorfulness, the colorless college basketball coach? Or the more generic college basketball coach? There's certainly good coaches out there, right. but they're not the titans and the unique personalities Calipari of all these guys. Remains. He's- Calipari remains. Calipari yeah, remains. I'm trying to think. Is- but otherwise, like yeah. like I said, Knight, Dean, yeah, yeah. Kay, Gary. Beheim, Calhoun, Thompson, Lute, Tark, these are colorful, wow. dynamic characters that are also these Exalted
1: coaches. Yeah, well, they were they were built by Vital in many ways too.
0: By and the they, way, how sad was it that Vital was yeah, not available for that game sad. last night? I Hope he gets better. I really do. He's uh, he's it's not a tough deal. Him, you know. Tough deal. Would he have been there doing the oh, game or no? No,
1: but they would have had a they like, would have had a so, spot for him. Yeah, you know, he would have done a little sit down with with uh, Coach K. There would have been something. They would have included him somehow oh, in the oh, broadcast, oh, yeah. right? It okay, been something, but. You know that was that was how ESPN was built on college. People forget it's, right the NFL came later. They built their brand on college basketball. The players would change, but the coaches stayed the same. And they they got the Big East contract, and those guys were stars: Louis right. Carnesecca and Raleigh Massimino and John Thompson. Those those people were were big stars, and Vital helped to build them up. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, and now it, because because there is so much sports on all the time. And, and, and everything bleeds into everything else right It doesn't really stand out like it used yeah. to
0: apparently uh, one person spent a million dollars on four tickets. Well it was a charity thing. it was
1: for the V foundation.
0: okay, but still it's a lot of money yeah a million dollars to see Duke lose. Well, they if other people it, paid as much as $5,000 just to see him lose. I
1: understand, but if you have a million to spend on that, you're probably doing okay. They're I, not they're not they're not uh cooking beans tonight for dinner cuz they paid a million for the tickets. I,
0: I guess so. Um and then of course now we'll begin the Shire era as soon as Duke loses whenever they lose in the NCAA tournament. They'll probably be no worse than a 2 seed. Mm-hmm. They were fourth ranked yeah. last night, so they'll be on the two line at worst. Maybe, right. one. Well, Maybe one if they win or, the ACC oh, tournament. Did you
1: hear this, too? If, if, if they were, I guess they had to win this to get last night to do it, but Shashevsky reportedly told the committee if he's the number one seed, he wants oh, to be in the Midwest region so yes. he can coach in Chicago, Chicago in front of his home fans. My hometown where my fellow Polacks are. E- Chicago.
0: I'm a Polack myself, Andy. <laughs> Zabe is a good Polack.
1: <laughs> All right. Will they be good under Shire? will be good. We'll he's, find he, out. He's, right? he's, he recruited most of these guys anyway. Right. So I don't know what kind of a coach he is.
0: What if Duke suddenly stops getting calls? Like they've gotten calls <laughs> all of coach k's reign yeah well, he, he works the official oh totally <laughs> he, 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 he imagine down. if the call spigot just <laughs> dries up all of a sudden yeah, for duke uh, yeah. yeah well anyway i'm kind of sad uh because i loved the iconic coaches yeah. of my formative years but they're pretty much all gone except for Beheim and cal and i don't know there's some other new guys cropping up i mean bruce pearl is a hell of a character.
1: Oh yeah, and he's he's, he's had got a a check, going. checkered past, you know. <laughs> he, he's, right.
0: Yeah. How about Sean
1: Miller? Yeah. Sean Miller was
0: supposed to be dead in the yeah. water. Yeah.
1: He's alive. Yeah, and no. Arizona's good. Well, Br- Bruce Pearl, he he first came to, to prominence by being a whistleblower on right. somebody else and the other coaches said, oh, "Rat, rat, fink." And then he started doing his own thing with, you know, bar- illegal barbecues and all the other stuff that he's done and uh yeah, he he knows how to he knows how to win. That's I for think sure.
0: The M.O. is basically just hold on and survive and don't get fired. Right. Like, just whatever you do, don't make any sharp moves. Don't resign, for mm-hmm. God's sakes. Well, look,
1: what ha- look at the scandal that was at Syracuse 10 years ago with uh, the Bernie Fine thing. That just pff, blew through.
0: Okay. But the fact that Sean Miller survived in Arizona mm-hmm. with all the DeAndre Ayton stuff that was out there on tape. Yeah on tape him getting paid and now they're number two in the country still good you know we're driven by the search for better when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all don't search match do you believe in something called a co-championship?
1: Yeah, you know, uh Maryland has had a few of these in college basketball. It's it's more than like one team that they've shared it with. Okay. And they all get rings and, you know, it's it's kind of a nice thing. No, I I'd like I like a way to settle it.
0: Okay, it's funny because this debate cropped up Friday on our show in Wisconsin. Brian Butch, former Badger was all proud of the Badgers' co champion No no worse than co-championship. If they beat uh, Nebraska today, which they should mm-hmm. at home, they'll be outright champs. Yep. I said to Butchie, I go, if they lose that game and if Illinois wins theirs and you have to share, I'd be fucking embarrassed and pissed off because they celebrated last Tuesday like we're
1: champs. Yeah, the co championship. It's almost and, like participation trophies.
0: Right, and, and he said, no, you're wrong about that. It's still a championship, and I said, well... If it happens that Illinois climbs up on that top shelf with you on Sunday by whatever you know, circumstance, are you going to change the hats? Are you going to change the <laughs> banner that says co-champs? He goes, no, I'm not going to do that. And I go, well, you can't have your cake and eat it too. It's either a championship or it's a
1: co-championship. Yeah, no. Where do you stand on that? I, I agree. I think it should, should be called a co-championship. I don't even think they should. I think there should be a tiebreaker. It should be, I don't know, common opponents, Tie you beat the top. There's got to be a way. They do this in the NFL.
0: Record against the numbers two, three, four opponents in the league, yeah, right? Something like that. You I could, would, I would be for that yeah. as well. But what really got uncovered in this back and forth debate was how up there they really value the regular season, mm-hmm. and I said down in the ACC they only value the ACC tournament. Well, that's that's because that's the historical. Right origins of you had to win that to get into the big dance. The
1: Big Ten has only had a tournament 20 years, maybe? Less than that? I think so, yeah. Yeah, The ACC, if you watch it, I've watched all of them. They've done seven of these shows about the ACC tournament on the ACC network. Really? Oh, it's seven shows. Yeah, seven one-hour shows. What's the series called? It's called the ACC tournament, I think is what it is. And and it shows you how Everett Case at North Carolina State got this started in the 1950s. And I lived this as a 14-year-old. This was devastating to me. Maryland lost what Billy Packer says was the best college basketball game. Game ever played they lost to north carolina state in overtime 104 102 i think it was 103 100 or okay. something like that yeah. and and david thompson uh and north carolina state went to the tournament and they won the national championship ending UCLA's seven season winning streak and maryland didn't go at all they had a choice of going to the nit or going home they'd won the nit two years earlier and that was it that was the end so and they we, went home oh yeah and i and, and like it. we're not
0: playing the nit
1: no, because they'd already won it, and and, and this was... <laughs> it's it, such a different time, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, and and so that and the NIT was a pretty big deal because they were only taking 25 for the NCAA tournament. Right. And the following year, off of what happened to Maryland, they had at-large bids, and it got to 32 and eventually 48, and now 60, what is it, 68 now?
0: Yeah. yeah. It, isn't it funny how the NIT has waffled between being not important, but at one time it was so important, Al McGuire at
1: Marquette. Yeah, turned down the NCAA. To go to the NIT. Yeah, didn't didn't like where they were sending him or the matchup he had or something
0: like that. Uh, what year was that? Do you recall I think offhand? Ni- I think
1: in 1970. Yeah. I think so. That
0: is incredible. Yeah. Well, He's like, what? We're playing here? Fuck you. We'll play the NIT.
1: The money wasn't what it is, you know. And, right. And, and also, it, you didn't have to make the NCAA tournament to save your job. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, uh, it was, it was, and it was, it was just so different. Like they would play the NCAA final like on Saturday. I think it was one time Saturday afternoon, maybe Saturday night. Everything changed in 1973 when uh, when Bill Walton. Played on Monday night, and he was 21 of 22. He had 44 points, and that's when the NCAA got really big.
0: And they're like, yeah, we got something here. Yeah,
1: was, I mean, it was a great game. They played, you know, I think they played Florida State or somebody. Oh, Memphis. I think it was Memphis, and uh, Memphis was not a good match with them. But Walton was so, so awesome. That, yeah, he that, was. That people just loved And I that. think
0: that was the brief era where the NCAA outlawed dunking.
1: They outlawed dunking for Luau Cinder. Oh, they did okay, yeah. not for Walt no, that was uh, he actually I think he did it as a sophomore. UCLA went undefeated, but again, you know not too many people saw it, it was, they weren't on TV very often, and they go, "Oh, this guy is going to just destroy college basketball, so they outlawed dunking and it was it was a while, and David Thompson, who had the 44 inch vertical as great as he was, wasn't allowed to dunk Julius Irving who came out of um, what, what, UMass. Yes. UMass, not allowed to dunk in college. And so people go, oh, Julius Erving, okay. <laughs> going to the Virginia Squires. And then he gets to the ABA, and they go, oh, my God,
0: <laughs> look at that. Okay, I'm going to throw this fishing line out there. For everyone listening right now, maybe under the age of 30, is this the first time you ever heard of something so insane as, wait, what? They outlawed <laughs> dunking? Yeah. That's one of those little wrinkles in sports minutiae that you wouldn't believe it if you couldn't look it up and go, wow, son of a bitch. Lasted for only like a year. No, 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 no,
1: no, no, no. no. Multiple years? I think it lasted close to 10 years. 10 fucking years!
0: And how do they referee it? Like, I've seen highlights of guys that put the ball down, but they don't touch the rim. I think that was it. So it was was like if you touch the rim while putting it in, it was a
1: violation and no basket. No basket, yeah. (laughs) <laughs> and so, so guys like Thompson would go up above the basket. It'd and drop said, it in. Drop it in, yeah. <laughs> and it was it was insane. Oh, my God. And, and then they then they said, no, this is ridiculous. How about this? There was a, a point guard who was one of the great college basketball players I ever saw named Phil Ford. And Phil Ford's job was to just run the four corners to keep the ball away because there was no shot clock. Right. No, can you imagine Yeah, that's basketball? right.
0: Right. Four corners is something that young kids can't conceive of. Yeah.
1: There would be, be halftime scores like 11-6. Yes.
0: You know? <laughs> if that. Yeah. I remember watching one Dean Smith game, of course, at 1 o'clock in the afternoon on a winter February day on Raycom Sports. Mm-hmm. And it was like a 7-5 to five halftime score because of the four corners. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And outrageous. Uh, uh, yeah. And they that's that was effective. And actually they would run it to score. So they you know, they, the other team would fall asleep at some point and then they'd get a pass inside <laughs> to pitch cupjack or whoever it was and they score. Yeah. But
0: see, this is why when people lose their shit over a pitch clock in baseball, that's outrageous. I say, Hey, I've lived through and seen other rule iterations and ideas that are far more insane. And to me, that's actually a good thing. I'm all for pitch clocks in baseball. I'm for a shot clock in golf, Andy. Mm. My beloved golf. I want a guy next to every player with a portable, electronic, on a stick, timer that says, click, you got 40 seconds. Hit it.
1: I agree. I'm not, Keep her moving, yeah, the, as I like to say. I, it doesn't affect me as much for golf, because the great thing about golf is they take you from shot to shot to shot on television. Right. So it does, that's not a big deal.
0: But a lot of directors, though, they'll hone in on a player, especially Tiger, and yeah. they'll show him lining up and throwing some grass in the air. Yeah. Taking but, another call. I'll watch Tiger. That's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of Tiger, guess who went on a tweet storm this weekend? Tiger Woods?
1: Charlie Woods. I, oh, I saw that. Is that actually him?
0: Oh, that's a good question.
1: That looked fake It maybe. did. Yeah, maybe it was <laughs> yeah. fake.
0: It was pretty funny, though, because I don't know. You know, Charlie Woods is of the age where he could tweet, and maybe now his dad is like, go ahead, go for it. Yeah, but it it,
1: it the, the tweet I saw was something about you know I'm not he
0: said playing, I'm not playing Tiger Woods the video game till I'm on the cover of it.
1: Yeah, that that that. Okay. And and if I'm dad, I say, son, come here. This <laughs> this is not the road you want to go right now.
0: But I mean, it's social media. Kids want to yeah, be on. it. Yeah,
1: but I don't think he's going to say that. I it, 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 no. I it, I think Tiger would, Charlie
0: Woods really on Twitter. Uh, at C underscore Woods twelve. And he does not have a blue check mark. Mm. But he has 16,000 followers. That's not a lot. But it's more th- its more than a parody account, I think, would get. Okay. Well. Anyway, uh, Tiger Woods won the player impact pool bonus over Phil Mickelson. A little $8 million extra just because, well, you know, he's, uh, he's the guy that made everybody rich on tour. Speaking of Phil, he has not entered the upcoming Players' Championship. Wow. He is so underground right now. It's amazing.
1: (laughs) (laughs) One fell swoop, he just killed it.
0: Doesn't know how to come out of hiding right now, which is kind of amazing. Um, Football. The Commanders apparently made a strong offer to the Seahawks for Russell Wilson, but... Were rebuffed, according to reports. Yeah. Well, it, how do you feel about that?
1: I think he's got a no trade. I know he's got a no trade clause, so it might be you know they were maybe, at
0: a- maybe he said no.
1: Yeah, he might have. You know. But that
0: was not made clear in the reporting from well, those that cover the league.
1: But again, it's just reporting. There's no you know, I know statement on that. But there, there, everything that you've heard so far from Martin Mayhew and Ron Rivera in the last two weeks is we're we're going for it. And Mayhew was asked about the o- their own free agents and whether they're going to re-sign him and he said well we got to see what we're going to do with the quarterback so they're ready to pay and if they can get Aaron, they're not going to get him but if they can get Aaron Rodgers at 50 million a year they'll take him <laughs> kidding, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers is not coming here. Exactly. But, it, but what they're saying <laughs> is if, if for some reason he did, they, they would, would pay that yeah, much. Yeah, because what they've got is they've got a, a name change, but they've got the same old stadium. Right. And they've got a team that's won seven games each of the last two years with no real promise of winning more than that. They
0: really have the worst of all worlds. They have an expansion team name that is unpopular, mm-hmm. they have a shit stadium, probably the worst in a league. They have an owner who is reviled and they have no quarterback. Right. You can't get a
1: four four things worse in one situation. And the one thing that they can control is quarterback to the best of their ability. Now it could be that they they, you know, put lipstick on a pig and say, here's Mitch Trubisky and and boy, San Francisco thought he was so good they traded up and you know made him the second pick in the draft. So we think, you know and and, and then Mitch Trubisky? Yeah.
0: San Francisco. You mean Chicago.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, well, okay, I mean right. Chicago traded, traded with,
0: with San Francisco to right. go up and get him. Yes, yeah, yeah. I, I hear you on that. Yeah. Uh, Trubisky may turn down the skins like Patino turned down Maryland. You know, Trubisky's going to have options. Yeah, if they, Believe he, it or not, he's going to have by Trubisky. That, I'm telling you, be ready for it. Yeah. It'll be sobering, but be ready for it. What, did you and I talk about the report from John Keim that the red, the commanders asked every team in the league about their quarterback? Well, did Martin, we talk about that?
1: Ma- Martin May- Mayhew said that they did. Okay. He said they called <laughs> every team. Including Mahomes. Yeah, and and also... Uh, that, what do you think about that? that? I think that, that's incredibly desperate and pathetic, and, really. And, and Gutekunst said, we haven't heard from anybody. <laughs> so somebody's not telling the truth here. I know. Okay. You
0: know? What, what do you think of that strategy of asking, every hot chick in the bar if you want to go home and sleep with you because
1: one of them might say yes. It's ugly George used to roam the streets of Manhattan. He asked a thousand women a day to sleep with him. If one or two said yes, it was a successful day. Who's
0: Ugly George?
1: He was a character in the, uh, you know, like the naked cowboy they have there now at Times Square. Yes. Uh, he was He was probably the 80s version of that. And he would walk around asking women to sleep with him. And and <laughs> eventually one or two would. Now, I, I, I think it's also a message to the fan base. We're trying our damnedest you know. It's not li- like last year they they came up short on 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 a couple. Stafford, of, Stafford was all, the one they
0: really missed on.
1: Although Stafford, that everybody thinks that was an inside job anyway because right. he was going to. Plus they had they had a quarterback to trade. The Lions gave them a, a serviceable, you know, he was given a, they were given a serviceable quarterback from, right. from the Rams.
0: See, I don't think I, I don't think Stafford had a no trade. Clause, but I think most of the good quarterbacks have a soft no trade yeah. in that they can just tell whatever team is trying to get them don't do this. Yeah. Because then it's going to get ugly because I don't want to be here. And you don't want a quarterback who is forced to play for you that doesn't really want to be there.
1: Hey, that's what happened with Donovan McNabb. Yeah. He didn't want to do with the
0: Shanahan's offense. (laughs) He also didn't want to stay in shape.
1: He didn't want to learn the playbook. Didn't want to do a lot of things. But he had leadership off the charts, said Dan Snyder, and they couldn't wait to make that trade.
0: I'll never forget the cover of Washingtonian Magazine. Oh, yeah. Feature article on him and how he had planned out a future after football that included maybe politics, mm-hmm. running for office. Mm-hmm. McNabb Incorporated. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Um, let's see. Do you see the Jordan Davis 40 yard dash time? Yeah. Defensive lineman, D tackle from Georgia. He's 341 pounds before his morning biscuits. <laughs> and he ran a 4 8 40 yard dash. He did like this insane broad jump. Great. Super
1: athletic. <laughs> Jerry Rice ran a 4 7.
0: I mean, it's just. So, what does this mean? What's what does it tell you? We don't know if he's going to be any good to the pros. Yeah,
1: well, you, and I would I would, <clears throat> I would offer up the name Mike Mamula if you'd yes. like to Google that. Right. Who became the first combine workout warrior and uh, was a Boston College linebacker? Pretty good. Was considered to be probably a third or fourth round pick and elevated himself into the first round by performing all the combine. Now, I mean, that's that's a pretty basic. Uh, you know thing running a, a forty yard dash. Right. Not that a guy his size is going to be running forty yards that often.
0: Well that's the thing. What does it really measure? He's right. he, he had a really when I saw the forty, I said, wow he's got great strides, huge strides mm. for a guy who's six six, which you would expect, and good form. He didn't lumber. Right. But where is he ever going to use that? I have no idea. Yeah, I mean, he's- At most, he's going to have to do seven-yard dashes to the quarterback.
1: He's going to be a defensive tackle, right? Right, and not, not even, even a dash. Not even an end.
0: Uh, they said the 478 was the fastest for any player over 330 at the Combine since 06, and believed to be one of the fastest times for a player that size in the event's history. Yeah. Uh, they said the other guys who've run sub-540s, include Nebraska D-tackle Khalil Davis, who ran a 4.75 at the Combine in 2020. I haven't heard of him Mm -hmm. in the pros. Khalil Davis, have you? No. He's not exactly Aaron Donald. Uh, Also, Auburn tackle Greg Robinson did it. Memphis D-tackle Dontari Poe did it. So it's not like it's a guarantee you're going to be great, but still, pretty damn athletic. That said, the Combine has expired with its contract in Indy. Mm. And the NFL is thinking about moving it around, making yeah. it another biddable piece mm-hmm. for cities to fight over at no cost to the league, right. should the Combine move.
1: Sure. It's, it's anything that's a revenue stream, they take advantage of it. If it's not it. bolted down, move it, sell it, I, You know, pour when, it out. I, when I work with Mel Kuyper, and it's been probably 15 years since we worked together, in those days he never went to the Combine. He, and now he doesn't have to anyway because it's on TV. But he said, you, you you don't find out anything. Now they let fans in to watch it. You see people sitting yeah. in the stands.
0: Yeah. A small smattering of diehard idiots oh. who want to see
1: guys running around in their underwear. But but they televise it nonstop on the NFL network. They televise it. it here's, here's what base, has happened to baseball. Baseball has destroyed itself. And the NFL looks at it and goes, well, you're not going to eat that. We'll take that. We'll take that date. They now... Or in mid-February with the Super Bowl, they're they know, just gobbling up yeah, ground left and right. right. The 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 fan obsession in the offs in the off season for football is amazing, and it's just you know taking away everything else. Uh, you know the NBA, they 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 have their. Audience, and they apparently are a money maker with that. Right. But the landscape, it's, it's not even close. You're, you're talking, yeah. you're talking for, for NFL playoff games, 50 million people watching, NBA finals and World Series, 10, 11. I mean, it's crazy. Right.
0: Baseball's coming up now on two weeks since they first started whacking games. They've had one meeting between the sides, a one on one, not even with the principals involved. And they've got no other meetings right now. Yeah. What are they doing? Why are
1: they not meeting around the clock? I don't think the owners want to play. I think, really? they uh, yeah, and they and the attendance really picks up after school lets out. <laughs> and uh, B- Buster only had this. Uh, he, he he said this long before the lockout. Well, the lockout started in December, so he was saying this like in January. And he said he heard from an agent who told all of his clients when the lockout started. Uh, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year. Uh happy Memorial Day, happy Easter, we'll see you on Flag Day. Like, oh my god. Like he knew that this when is When is Flag Day?
0: June 14th. Do you know that just because of that quote, or do you often celebrate
1: Flag Day? Oh, well, we did as a kid. We had a flag, and I also knew. Do you celebrate I'm, it now at no, the no. poll in the state? No, but 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 when when I knew and when, when I was in school that Flag Day meant school. end of school wasn't far behind. We usually got out like 17th, 18th, something like that. Oh, my
0: God. All right, last one. I saw this tweet. I assumed it was tongue-in-cheek. Uh, Bob Valvano, mm-hmm. the brother of the late Jim. Yeah. A long-time radio personality for ESPN. Works in Louisville, does Louisville uh, basketball games. An absolute mensch. I had the pleasure of meeting him briefly in the fall of 1999 when I worked at ESPN Radio. Mm -hmm. And he said something about, I'm retiring from barrel jumping.
1: Well, no, he's giving it up for Lent.
0: Giving up barrel jumping for Lent. And you said... (laughs) Good for you. I remember no, no, my. I said a disappointment disappointed. Okay, <laughs>
1: because I remember. I remember watching you on Saturday World... afternoons on <laughs> Wild World of Sports. World of sports. Yeah.
0: Okay. Question. He didn't really do barrel jumping. No, did he? it was. I
1: was. I was adding on to the joke. Oh, uh, got of it, of it. Right. Yeah. But, but do you do you have any recollection of this? I, oh, I remember
0: seeing barrel jumping. It's one of the great obscure sports. Men on ice skates yeah. would skate as fast as they can in a straight line and then jump, pull their legs up, and fly over as many mm-hmm. barrels, I guess empty barrels of beer or whiskey, lined up in a row. Yeah. And when they didn't clear the last barrel, it was a yard sale wipeout. <laughs> right? Barrels flying, guys skates all over the yeah. place. I
1: don't even remember these guys wearing helmets, so I don't know how they didn't get seriously hurt. but. <laughs> But see, there, there was a period of time where that was your Saturday afternoon entertainment. If you wanted to watch sports, you watched Wide World of Sports, <laughs> and and they took you to to odd places. You right. had demolition derby. Do you, do you have any recollection of that? Yeah. Uh yeah. So here's some yeah. black and
0: white barrel yeah. jumping, and Lake Placid, I think, is where it took place. I mean, yeah. Oh jumping my over fucking god! Right there. Look at that. Yeah. <laughs> Is he wearing a helmet?
1: I can't even see. Helmets. Come on. They were smoking at the time.
0: Yeah. There was no regard for health yeah. and safety.
1: Yeah, no helmet. He just he just goes down. Fortunately doesn't bash his head on the ice. <laughs> And and and, the, and then you had cliff diving in the summertime. Oh, from, yeah. I, I think
0: they did that in the winter to, like, oh, right, you right. know, sake your appetite for yeah. warmer days. Right. Uh, let's go to cliff diving in Acapulco. Right.
1: Keith Jackson did some of this. And, and then they do the uh,
0: superstars, cliff diving, barrel jumping, yeah. ski jumping what other random shit
1: and they work in uh, NASCAR didn't have like its own thing so they were a part of it and oh, and they used to, and they used to go down to the pits and, and there was an, a reporter named Chris Economaki yes but i always thought his first name was Chrissy because with Chrissy Konamaki, I, I thought, that's an odd name for a man, Chrissy. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right, so
0: what are you watching today besides barrel jumping on a
1: <laughs> Well, Maryland's playing at 430 at uh, Michigan State. And
0: that'll end their regular season. Yeah. Then they're in the uh, Big Ten tournament, which they'll probably be one and done.
1: Yeah, but if they win this, I think they get a first round bye. Oh well, there you go. Uh, Georgetown lost again last night. Oh my god! They are they are winless in the Big East. They have well they they're going to eleventh. Their last has anyone been winless before? No, I don't. I don't. Maybe I don't. I don't. Yeah, I think there has been, but nobody's had nineteen games in the conference. Okay,
0: so this is the most losses without a win in league history. And it's coming off an amazing Cinderella run to win the Big East. Tournament right. last year for
1: Patrick Ewing, which is which is why they are apparently going to have Patrick Ewing back because off of that he got a contract extension, according to reports. Oh my! He came God. in in and, and took over for John Thompson the third, and many people didn't think that would happen, but uh, John Thompson the second, may he rest in peace, apparently yeah. gave it his blessing for Patrick and and Ewing took over. He got a six year deal. This is his fifth year, so. You know, Normally, if they hadn't given him a, an extension, they'd just it's buy a, out the last yeah, year. Exit but, ramp. But I think it's an expensive buyout now because they've given him an extension. And so they've said he's coming back, and he said he wants to come back. That's tough. Yeah.
0: Tough stuff. All right, Andy, always good to have you in the van. Thank you for the Sunday morning. Your workout is done? Yep out of the way. It's uh, right, it.
1: up, right at the street. They open Fantastic. at 7 and, and uh, it's worked out very well.
0: Alright, uh, I'm going to Arizona for a week, then going to Wisconsin. I guess we'll hook up by phone next week. How about that?
1: That would be great. I, I follow your travels and, uh, <laughs> and I
0: follow them with envy. Alright, buddy. We'll see you then.
1: Girl, I'm leaving
0: you tomorrow. And that will be a wrap for today. Thank you for downloading. This week, I'm in Arizona with my parents who now winter out there. Now good for them. We will have the full compliment of podcasts. Quality is going to be a little less than my standard, but hopefully acceptable. I hope you understand and enjoy. Have a great Monday, and we will see you next time. I'm easy. I'm easy like Sunday morning.